Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I am your host today, Gary, the host of the Problematic Stigma Podcast. I'm taking over for duties today because Ben has way more important things to be doing. Than I'm fishing! <laughs> but he is here. He's still joining us. Ben, say hello. <laughs> hello. I hope your super important duties aren't keeping you too distracted. Please kill me. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> How have you been, man? Exhausted. Really exhausted. I can only imagine. I'm having to macro fish nowadays, which sucks because I find it more less fun than normal fishing now. Well, um, by the time you're done, you're probably never going to want to fish again, so... That's true. That's true. <laughs> but what I mean by macro fishing, by the way, is because... For anyone that wants to know, I'm playing Fantasy fourteen, and there's something called Ishgard Restoration, and every couple of patches, they have, like, a tournament. Like, this is the last tournament ever for Ishgard Restoration. This is the last chance to ever get the title. Um, I'm going for a fishing title because I'm rubbish at crafting, and I... I don't know, mining a botany, I, I'm, not, I'm not geared up, so I'd rather just get fishing done, because I'm actually geared up for fish. Well, geared up-ish. Um, but, like, the fish I need is... I need to mooch a fish, then use the mooch fish to catch a bigger fish. Um, but that mooch fish only spawns between 1 to 10 seconds. So, I've got a macro that in chat counts to 10 seconds for me, so that way if I don't see the exclamation mark that I need, I just reel the hook back in and then I send it back out again. And then, yeah, I've been doing that for 15 hours a day almost. Man, that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> but hey, I made, made 7 million gil. Selling hey, as long tops. as you can make big money <laughs> while killing yourself, I guess. <laughs> Selling tank tops. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> good on you. Please come. Oh, well, good luck with that. I'll be rooting for you. Thank you. But also joining us, Alfonso. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. How has Alfonso been? I've been spending all my time in the Lego world with Marvel superheroes too. That's all I've been playing lately. God, there's so much things to do. Lego yes. Marvel superheroes, yes. Yes, Lego, so much to do. I forgot how much these, like, you have to invest into Lego games, but in terms of, like, the Marvel ones, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, man, uh, you can't buy the Platinum this way? Oh, my God. No, Gary, <laughs> I cannot buy the Platinum this way. I actually have to work for this Platinum. Oh, no. So, I complete all the levels, but right now, I'm actually replaying the levels to... 100% the levels, and then when I finish that, then I have to do all the races, all the missions, save all the people around each area of the map. Yeah, this is going to take me a while. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so unexciting. It is! <laughs> oh, man. Fun times. Well, shall we get into the newsy news of the yes, news? Yes, we shall. We shall. Let's start off with some big announcements coming in here. Um, Lucas Films or Lucas Games, I should say, is back. Lucas Film Games is back after being shut down for quite a while. Um, 
once Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilms kicked in, they decided to shut down all their gaming divisions. Um, but now they're back. And by coming back, they have a couple of big announcements. Um, first of all, we are getting a new Indiana Jones game from uh, Machine Games, the creators of the Wolfenstein series, and it's being published by Bob Bethesda. Um, no mention of a Microsoft exclusivity so far. We know uh, Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. Well, not yet. Acquisition isn't finalized yet. So I'm assuming this game is also going to come to PlayStation as well. Um, because this is apparently a deal that's obviously been in the works for probably a lot longer than the Microsoft acquisition deal was. Um, but yes, Indiana Jones. Thoughts? Alfonso, are you a fan of Indiana Jones? I love his movies. I love the Lego games of that, that franchise. So, yes, give me. Give me. If I could get the one who actually started this whole thing in terms of Laura and Nathan Drake, then yes, give it to me now. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Machine Games? You think they're up to the challenge? Worked on Wolfenstein for a long time now. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is kind of different from their territory. I don't know. We have to see. <laughs> we we have to see because they going from a like a dark horror type thing to adventure, you know, puzzle searching, all that shit. So, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I, definitely, I don't know. But yeah. it will be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting. What about you, Ben? Thoughts on this? It could be interesting. That's for certain. And you talking about being the fact that it's out of their comfort zone, that could be good as well, because um, as much as they're good at making those games, Wolfenstein and such, it's always mm-hmm. good for developers to have a break. So this this play, making something different than what they normally make might just give them creative inspiration for either what their future titles or just for what they're doing right now. So it's a, you know, it's just a little mm-hmm. break from what from the usual. Um, do you guys think this will be an Xbox exclusive since no. it is Bethesda? It's not made by Bethesda, right? Uh, well, Machine Machine Games is owned by Bethesda. Um, oh. And Bethesda is owned by Microsoft now. Well, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be exclusive. Yeah, neither do I. No, mainly because well, it's such a big IP. Well, it's, uh, it's a... yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where I don't think Disney, since they own the Indiana Jones license, they would not make this kind of deal. I think they want to appeal to as many people as possible. And I know people are saying, well, what about Spider-Man? Well, the thing with Spider-Man is a little different. Well, yeah, um, Sony, owns, because... Sony owns the movie license. and owns some Yeah, of the Sony owns, owns the movie license and a lot of the merchandising license um, of Spider-Man. Sure, yeah. you know, you have... Um, Tom Holland Spider-Man who appears in the MCU that's because of a deal with Sony. Um mm-hmm. it's a joint production between the two. So there there's a big difference between between the two there. Um but I just don't see Disney being a company that's just going to want to settle for one system unless there is a ridiculous amount of money being offered to do that. Um but I like I said I believe this was something that's been in the planning stages for a while. Um, probably before the acquisition even happened. So, yeah. Uh, do you guys think this will be third person or first person? I hope it's third person. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that him. Yeah, you cannot put him in first person. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, obviously, when you say him, you're thinking Harrison Ford. Um, that's going to be a big question if they get his likeness to it. Maybe if they can get his voice into the game. Uh, you definitely don't want to do that in first person if you're going to spend a crap yeah. ton of money getting his likeness as the character. Or mm-hmm. they can save money by getting his likeness, but also make it first person so that way they can only use his likeness in certain scenes. <laughs> They're still paying a shit ton of money for no reason. <laughs> Plus, I'm sorry, using a whip in first person, I don't think has ever been done quite well. So <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work here. <laughs> Challenge you never accepted. Know. You never know. Uh, bold I use a whip did, in first person. Decent job. Oh my god, man, don't. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, we only got a small little teaser trailer of that. Um, so I don't. That's probably going to be twenty twenty three at the earliest that we'll get that game released. But it's coming. Should be entertaining. Um, the yeah. other big news that came out of it, which I think is pretty massive news, is well, no pun intended. Uh, but Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment, the developers of The Division and Division Two have confirmed yeah. that they are also working on an open-world Star Wars game. This is big uh, news, because this means that this is the end of the Star Wars EA deal. Um, EA had exclusive rights to make the Star Wars games, and apparently they no longer have that. Um, whether that means that the deal is running out, that's why they're able to announce this game and start working on it, and it'll release after the deal expires, and it won't be renewed. Or this is Disney making good on their promise of pulling the license from EA after the Battlefront 2 fiasco, which they said mm-hmm. that they probably will do if things don't change. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Sorry for jumping in, but I feel that out of all the companies out there, EA is probably one of the best ones to make Star Wars. We got a pretty good Star Wars game in Jedi Order and Squadrons, the last two they did. Yeah. We did, we did, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Ubisoft, most of the games always, at least, uh, it's hard to say because Activision is Call of Duty nowadays, really. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ubisoft, I find a lot of their games always end up with the same sort of, they're not the exact same game, but that you always feel like you've got the Ubisoft elements in each game. Yeah. You know, as, much, uh, as, I... ba- as bad as EA is, at least they do make different types of games. You know, you've got Plants vs. Zombies, you've got Star Wars, you've got Battlefront, you've got Battlefield. I know Battlefront and Battlefield aren't exactly majorly different, but, you know, you've got, you've got quite a few different titles where it becomes EA. And then you've got the, the smaller titles they publish as well. Like that guy who said, fuck EA, or what it was. Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. You know, out of all the companies I would pick, I'm sorry, I would still go with EA even after Battlefield. Just because... They're the only ones I feel like have the have the diversity to make a different start, different different games. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get so um, much hate for that, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, you know, to me, I feel like it's always better not to have an exclusive deal for a license like that. Star Wars is a massive license, and having only one company work on it really limits to how many games you'll be able to do for it. Um, if you really look at it, we got, what, three Star Wars games, technically three Star Wars games, in one console generation. 
um, four if you count the first Battlefront. Um, and for most of that, two, three of them, I feel, were rushed. The two Battlefront games were, in my opinion, rushed. And Squadrons was more like an add-on to a, a game. You know, it was a budget title. Uh, so really, all you got was one massive title in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think having a property like Star Wars, is the Star Wars license is obviously one of the biggest licenses out there and franchises out there. So having multiple developers be able to build in that world, I think is better for the license. Um, Obviously, this doesn't mean EA is not going to make Star Wars games. Um, I'm pretty sure they are working on a Jedi Fallen Order sequel um, with Respawn. Uh, I'm pretty sure they might. Oh, actually, they said they're not doing a Battlefront 3. So whatever EA's plans are going forward, I mean, you never know. They could potentially still release that, um, what's it called? The Knights of the Old Republic remaster or remake that's been rumored for a while. Mm-hmm. with Bioware as well. Um, but for me, when it comes to this particular title, um, I feel like Massive Entertainment is a definitely a better studio to make this game than any of the other Ubisoft studios. Simply because of what you said, Ben, pretty much almost all their games have the same identity, you know, in their open-world feelness, whereas Massive's is more... Um, games as a service looter shooter type thing um if they take the blueprints of the division and the division two and put it into the star wars world i think you can have something pretty awesome that way especially if you're able to you know have jedis have sits you know bounty hunters whatever rebels change your class that way i i feel like they can do something really really cool but Obviously, it's something we'll have to see. This is definitely going to be a very long in-development title. Um, And maybe announcing this game now was probably not the best idea. (laughs) Because I feel like this game is going to take even longer than the Indiana Jones game to show off. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, But your thoughts, Alfonso? I want it now. Like, I, I, for the most part, I enjoy most of the the Star Wars games that EA made. I didn't really play Battlefront or Battlefront 2 because of the issues those games had, but I enjoyed Fallen Order. Like, that was, like, one of the best ones I played to date, especially <laughs> that there's spoiler at the end. Well, that, um, that spoiler, um... Yeah, that ending was, um... had me surprised. I was not expecting that. But yeah, mm-hmm. to have it um, open world, that that I feel anybody who loves the Star Wars franchise will enjoy this. Because there's so much in the Star Wars lore to to reminisce, to to get excited for in terms of the comics, the stories, everything that Star Wars related. So yeah, this 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 is huge. This is huge news. Like I said, this is not coming no time soon. So take your time and make it right. And yeah, this will sell lots of money. Yeah, like like you said, there's so much in the Star Wars war. Like, you know, you, you think Star Wars, you think okay, Darth Vader and all that time period. You know, episodes one through nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this could be a game that takes place before that. You know, we talked about Old Republic, and they did a fantastic job with that. Not even touching upon 
you know, the characters we know now. That was its own mm-hmm. different thing. Um, they can go through these things, you know. They can go into a lot of different time periods in the Star Wars universe. Now, they can even go to different planets that may not even have been touched by the Empire, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'm I'm kind of excited for this. Um, yeah. We'll see what it, what they do with it. So yeah. All right. Moving on then. Um, 2021 has got its first major major casualty in the delays department. Um, Hogwarts Legacy has officially been delayed to 2022. I'm sad about this because I was super looking forward to this game. Um. Before people say anything, they are not using the Harry Potter title in this game. Um, Harry Potter is not associated with this game at all. It's just Hogwarts Legacy. It's not Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. Um, yeah, so delayed. It is still planned for PS5 and PS4. I hope they just drop the PS4 one and just focus on the PS5 at that point. Um but I see this as one of many delays that are, are going to happen this year. Um, Alfonso, your thoughts? I'm not so bothered by this because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the Harry Potter franchise. Yes, I've seen the movies. I read the books. But when this game came out, I wasn't excited for it because I don't care for it, that franchise. On the other hand, my brother and sister were furious. Because they wanted this this year. And when I told them this, they thought I was lying. And I told them to look it up, and they did. And they're mad. <laughs> they're extremely mad because they are huge fans of that franchise. Um, they get it. You know, things happen. They, they blame COVID. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. You think it's COVID? It has to be. I mean, this, I, I told them this not the first time game's been delayed, but they said they don't care. This is COVID's fault. Um, I'm kind of relieved that it's delayed just because, yes, we know other games are out. God of War, Horizon, but we don't know if they're still confirmed for this year. And I'm happy that this got pushed back because that's too many games, and obviously this was still on track. They playing this. I can't play God of War. I can't play Horizon. Yeah. Too much. So, kind of relieved that it got pushed back. For me, for them, they're they're still mad, but it is what it is. Things happen. I just hope it doesn't get pushed back constantly like Cyberpunk <laughs> did. Well, what about you, Ben? Thoughts on this? You were uh, kind of looking forward to this game. I'm right? looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm not fussed about the delay. So, yeah. I'm excited yeah. for the game I... itself, but... I'm not going to spot who's behind it. Not the company. I mean, the yeah, who you know who, but <laughs> um, yeah, I was excited for the game, and my mate was definitely my host, my co-host on the Moogle Go Round was definitely super hyped for it when he was shouting during the live stream because we were live streaming the event at the time. Um, but yeah, I it's one of those games where I'm not that sad it's got delayed because I would have got it, but. Uh, it's not. It's not. If it's next year, that's fine. This year's got enough games. Yeah, I think what what helps this game's delay is the fact that we only seen a small trailer for it, um, and we really don't know anything about it besides what we saw in that trailer. And I think doing the delay now 
is better than getting closer to the release and showing more footage and more footage and then having it delayed then. Um, obviously, they they know what they're doing. Obviously, they found some stuff that they know they won't be able to fix or polish up before whatever the release date was for this year. Um, I feel like it was it was a very smart move on their part. Um, again, we know this is going to be a big open world game uh, where you explore the entire Hogwarts Academy um, and some areas around it, but we don't really know much else out, out of that. Um, so delaying it, in my opinion, now when we really haven't seen that much of the game is is a good move, I feel. Uh, yeah, that you just started and you know you delay it right away. You know something is up. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, uh, I feel like this is just the first of many to come, uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm hoping we get God of War and Horizon this year together. But something tells me God of War will get moved still to say God of War. 2022. Yeah, I want yeah. to say spring 2022 yeah. because that's about when they normally come out anyway. So God of War's not yeah, a spring yeah. title. Yeah, and the fact that we still haven't gotten a release date for Ratchet and Clank, um, I was yeah. fully expecting a February February 12th particular release date for that, but they haven't said anything. It's getting closer to that date. That's I don't know. I always, it, for some reason, I always, always expected like March, April. I mean, they did say it's going to be very close to the PlayStation 5 launch, and it's getting further and further away now, so we'll see. I mean, um, 2020 is, time is bendable, and space is warped. <laughs> so yeah, obviously there's some games we know, some games we still don't even know, <laughs> or haven't been announced, or when they're going to come. But it's definitely not going to be the first casualty, for sure, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Moving on then, Resident Evil 8. Let's talk about some Resident Evil 8 for a second. Uh, Capcom has announced that they're going to be doing a gameplay showcase. Everybody's doing their own gameplay showcases this year. Or the, you know, all of 2020 and now moving on to this. 2021, um, Capcom promises to show first ever gameplay, walkthrough gameplay of Resident Evil Village running on the PlayStation 5, um, along with other Resident Evil surprises. This is interesting to me because obviously it's a showcase, but the other Resident Evil news is the one that's really sticking out for me here. Um, it, it is due time that they show actual gameplay walkthrough. I've seen we've seen small snippets of gameplay of Resident Evil Eight, but we're finally going to see a full-on playthrough. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a release date. Uh, I'm saying it's somewhere in March. Uh, I've been told that it might be March 19th. I'm not going to guarantee that date, uh, but I do believe it'll be in March. Um, But, yes. Resident Evil 8, more Resident Evil news coming. Thoughts? Ben, you don't care about Resident Evil, but I want to know. Well, I've been invited to a closed beta (laughs) of a Resident Evil game. Ooh, yes, you have. That is probably one of the other news. Uh, there have been rumors that Resident Evil 8 is going to have a multiplayer mode, maybe not launching with the actual game, but down the line, yeah. it, it might have a online. multiplayer mode. Yep. It's four to six players online. Ooh, so. I, 
you sure you're able to talk about this, man? <laughs> I mean, anyone could have signed up for the ambassador program, so. Okay. It wasn't like a private email I got on my, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, an email I'd signed up to for the ambassador program that was open to anyone, so. Yeah. And okay. again, I only heard about the four to six. I don't know how true that is. But yeah, I've mm -hmm. heard it's four to six online, so. Uh, are are you excited for the showcase? Are you excited for Resident Evil 8? I'm excited for the online mode. <laughs> and in his goddamn online mode. <laughs> Look, I love co-op in any game. I'm sorry, but co-op always makes things better. So. No, I I, I, no, I, yeah, I'll get 8, probably, maybe 8. Well, I don't know. I'll probably watch people if play If it comes eight. with online, you'll get it? I'll get it if it comes <laughs> with online. I didn't buy the Resident Evil 3 remake because I wanted the online mode. I wanted to buy it separately, but they never sold it separately. I don't know why. Well, unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, <sighs> I should mention that this showcase is scheduled for January 21st at 2 p.m. Pacific time. I don't know what time of, that is in North America. What do you think about the, the rumor that it's, um, it's going to have retro ports as well? Um... But like Resident Evil 8 is going to have retro ports? No, I suppose it is like going to be like to celebrate the anniversary of Resident Evil or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some so, ports of of the old games. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, from what others have said. Um, yeah, I, don't I don't have first-hand knowledge just... of this myself. Um, but from what I've been hearing is there are plans to re-release Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3 as ports. Um, for the Nintendo Switch, uh, PS5 and 4, and Xbox One and Xbox Series mm. X, um, with some crazy new features, like for some reason a 60 frames a second mode. <laughs> <laughs> On those 60... games, I don't know why. <laughs> 60 frames tank mode. GG. Yeah. <laughs> um, with full trophy and achievement support. Nice. Um, I think they're also talking about uh, online rankings of how fast you can finish the game, stuff like that. I mean, that um, makes sense because those games, you kind of got rewarded anyway for beating the game as fast as possible. So it makes sense having like a leaderboard of, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I. But because it's a port, don't expect any improved graphics. I just want anyone to think. <laughs> it's a port, so expect it basically to be the PS1 graphics upscaled. Yeah. If upscaled. Um, I am hoping that they announce like a PS5 update for Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake. Um, that'd be nice. Um, I'll be all for mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, there there's some 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 things that they're planning to to show off. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure we're gonna get the first footage of the Netflix animated movie um, or animated series that they already showed off the poster to some screenshots. So we'll probably get a trailer for that. We might get the teaser trailer for the live-action movie that's supposed to come out in September that just finished filming as well. Uh, the reboot of that of the Resident Evil movies. Um, but there's supposedly another secret game in the Resident Evil franchise, um, but I'm not sure that they'll show it off here. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but Alfonso, yes. are you excited for this gameplay it's presentation? About time. It's about time. It's long enough. Is it? And I'm curious 
well, not I'm not curious about the gameplay. I'm curious about the story. Chris, okay, that shit with Chris is still like on my head on why he did what he did, and I need to find out why. But yeah, the gameplay is time. As for the dates, March 19th. If this is true, I feel sorry for Returnal because that's also coming out on March 19th. Mm-hmm. Chances are there's a lot more Resident Evil fans. And if I had to choose, people's going to choose Resident Evil. And I, sorry, I'm sorry for Returnal. It looks interesting based on the trailer they, they released a couple of days ago in terms of the, the the guns that she's able to use and the special effects that they, these guns do to the, the creatures that she's fighting, which looks interesting. Yeah, that, that IP is going to suffer because how do you compete with Resident Evil? Resident, it's Resident Evil. Unfortunately, I can get both. I'm, I'm entitled, I'm in that position to get both, but people who can't do to COVID and what's going on, a lot of people are going to choose Resident Evil. So I hope it doesn't fall on the 19 and just push on a different day. But yeah, as far as gameplay, uh, it's, it's time. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, it's definitely time for gameplay. Um, I know there were talks and rumors that the game may not be running to the capacity that they want. Uh, a lot of screen tearing, a lot of frame drops. Um, this is why they weren't showing full-on gameplay footage, just small little snippets of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always had faith in the Capcom development teams. They are very good at what they do and refining those games before they show it off. Um, I never had any doubt that they'd be able to get it to, to, to work. Um, obviously, this is going to be a showcase of what they want you to see. It's not indicative of how the game is actually going to run. Uh, we've seen that with certain titles. I'm not going to name them, but they take place in the future in the year 2077. But... <laughs> <laughs> Type of chunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it is definitely time to see footage. Uh, Capcom has been really good about, you know, announcing a Resident Evil game and releasing it within six months of the announcement. Uh, they did it with Resident Evil 2, with Resident Evil 3, um, and Resident Evil 7 even. Uh, so hopefully uh, they do the same thing here. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil 8, look forward to it. I'm actually really excited for this, cause, mostly because it takes place in the snowy village. Um, and you know me and my snow. But <laughs> One of the highlights of the of the small snippets of footage that they did show for that announcement you know, everybody's talking about the, the tall lady, uh, the one with the big hat. Uh, we've seen her in, like, the, some footage beforehand uh, from the trailers that they released, but nobody realized that she's, like, seven, five, almost eight feet tall. <laughs> and That's it's kind of terrifying sexy. people now. Yeah, she's apparently enormous. At first, I thought it was just the camera angles, you know, de- yeah. depth of vision perception, but no, when when they see her going into like one of the rooms, and she has to pretty much crouch down to get into the room. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, she's like seven five, man!" What can I say? I like tall women. Yeah, I guess so, man. <laughs> <laughs> so she's kind of been the talk of the town. You can also get a free avatar for your PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five of her. Uh, uh, it's North American it... only, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there is a code. You can go to the Resident Evil Eight Twitter. Uh, account and they have the code you can put in and get the avatar of her. Do it. So for me, do it. I can't. 
do it. I did it. So <laughs> nice. <sighs> Alrighty, moving on then. Uh, CES happened this week. I believe on a Monday, and Sony made a surprise appearance at CES. Um, they showed off some footage of some games we already know. They didn't show anything new. Um, but the big talk here was essentially release windows for these games. Uh, at the end of the trailer, they had release windows for some games. Uh, some games we obviously know. Uh, so the first one we had, uh, let me see here. All footage was captured on PS5. Ratchet and Clank coming in 2021. So still no release date there. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West coming 2021. No release date. Um, Pragmata, which is the weird Capcom game where the dude is walking around on Earth in a spacesuit. If you remember uh, that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, that game has been delayed to 2023. It was supposed to be releasing in 2022. So there goes that one. Uh, Kenna. Bridge of Spirits is apparently set for March 2021. Um, no confirmed number date, but March is apparently when that's coming. Yeah, well, uh, I've had the choice between Kenna or Resident Evil 8 now. I'll probably go with Kenna. I like the look of... Is Kenna the magic, was amazing. Yeah. Is that the yeah. Magic yeah. Disney Pix- Pikmin game? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That game does look good. That's going to be two exclusives, PlayStation 5 yeah. exclusive launching in, on the same month with Returnal and this. Um, the other one, Stray, which if you remember is like the weird cyberpunk world where you play as a cat making deliveries. If you remember that trailer. Um, Best trailer. That, that, was, that was my joke <laughs> trailer. It was a great trailer. Uh, that is apparently set for October of 2021. Ghostwire Tokyo, which is the Bethesda made, uh, Bethesda, yeah, made and published and uh, developed, I guess, uh, exclusive PlayStation 5 game coming also October 2021, which I was not expecting. I thought it was going to be a lot sooner than that. Um, we just see Project Athea, which was the Square Enix JRPG looking game where you play as that female running around big vines and stuff. Um, apparently that is set for January 2022. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Especially if 16 is coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> still, We're going to get 14 this again. year. I'm still calling a delay for 16 till early next year. Probably January. January, February time is going to be 16, I think. I don't think it's going to be a long delay because they got used to working from home because of Fantasy 14. But I still feel like there's going to be a little bit of delay. I feel like it's going to be announced for November and then slip to like January, whatever the end of the last uh, Friday of January is. Mm. Well, the first week of February. And the final game that they showed off, uh, Little Devil Inside, which is something I've been extremely looking forward to for a very long time. Uh, that is apparently slated for July 2021. Um, so yeah, uh, I should mention that this footage and the trailer, uh, when they uploaded it to their YouTube channel, PlayStation, they apparently removed those dates. Um, so we'll see now. Maybe they just weren't supposed to have them in there. I don't know. Maybe it was a mistake. 
but I thought for a second can... that you I thought for a second that you were gonna say they've got a DMCA strike on their own on their own video. No. <laughs> no, they <laughs> they had that trailer up there with those dates, but then they re uploaded the same trailer but they removed those dates. Yeah, fair enough. Um it's yeah. like they uploaded the trailer but then they got a strike from Sony Music. <laughs> <laughs> So, some quick thoughts then. Uh, Alfonso, these dates for some of these games, what are you thinking? I just want Kenna. I mean, yes, all of them, all of them is good. Um, Pragmata, the one with the spacesuit, that one is curious. I, I wanted that one since I saw it, but it being pushed back to 23, now it's off my list. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to, like, only remember when it's 23 again. Like, it doesn't make sense to even worry about that, but Ken, you know, yes. I, I have a feeling that yeah, Pragmata is going to be that game from Capcom that became deep down when we saw footage <laughs> for a long time and then it just vanished. <laughs> Nobody knows what happened to it. But yeah, they keep re repaying for the uh, domain name for it. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing anything with it. Stray, <laughs> uh, so, Stray, uh, I have to buy it for Shannon because obviously the whole cat thing. Oh my god, cats. I'm not gonna get into that. But yeah. Um that's her game. As for the others, yeah, they come out when they come out. I'm not really interested in the others. I just want kind of that's it mostly. Fair enough. Uh Ben, any final thoughts on this? Uh not really. I think I've said what I wanted to say to be honest. That's fine. Alrighty then. Moving on. Um, the gaming industry is getting bigger, and more players are joining in. Uh, obviously, Amazon has joined in uh, into the gaming business. They have their own games division. They also have their own uh, streaming, gaming streaming service. Um, not officially launched, still in beta. Uh, but people who have used it have said it's got to forget what it's called though. Luna. <laughs> what is it? Luna. Luna, yes. Uh, a lot of people saying it's even better than Stadia. Um, and for a lot of people who can have the internet connection to run Stadia, say it's pretty damn good. Um, obviously, Microsoft has made big moves in acquisitions uh, this last year, two years now. Um, but now, apparently, Google and Amazon are looking to acquire some big, big studios. Um, no names have been mentioned, but from what I've been reading and what from what I know, um, some of these are big studios that we would easily recognize if we saw it. Um, and they could be major blows to the competition if they are acquired. Obviously, Bethesda was a big blow for a lot of studios or for a lot of um, companies. Well, not companies. It was a big blow for Sony and Nintendo. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, those games are still going to come out on PC, but who knows how Microsoft is going to run the exclusivity of those games uh, on PC and Xbox. Um, we know for at least 2022, all the Bethesda games are still going to come out on PlayStation, but after that, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen with Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield and anything down the line? Next Fallout, we just don't know. Um but Sony is apparently also looking to acquire some developers. Um, obviously, the big name that's been going around is Bluepoint Games. 
who recently released the remake of Demon Souls. Um, I personally don't see this as a big grab for them, mostly because they're already making games exclusively so for Sony. So why buy them out? Um, they clearly don't care to work for other studios besides Sony. Um, but it is a good grab. They are they've obviously proven themselves to be a great studio. Um, the rumored titles that they're working on right now are fairly big and massive. And if they can have those games exclusive to their system because the developer making them is their company, then it'll be a big grab for Sony. Um, we recently saw EA acquire Codemasters. They just stole them away from 2K <laughs> or Take Two, I should say. Um, <laughs> they were set to acquire Codemasters, and out of nowhere, EA is like, "Oh, we just made a bigger offer than ours now." Um, so that was a pretty crazy move. Um, I don't know what the point of that grab was for them. Uh, they already have their own division making racing games. Clearly, they don't have faith in their own developers to make those racing games so let's get codemasters working on it i mean i wouldn't say it's the lack of faith it's just that now they've got more teams that can help work on those games or they can have more racing games being made which is good because there's a, a, a lack of arcade based racing games in my opinion mm -hmm. I, I want mm -hmm. a new burnout style game yes <laughs> Besides Paradise? it doesn't have to be a new burnout uh, Paradise is what, <laughs> seven years old now? It feels, or a there decade? Is. It feels like forever. Uh, the 13? PS3. Yeah, it came out on the PS3. Yo, 08. So it's, yeah, so it's over a decade year old. It's 12 years old now. Can we get Paradise 2 at least? <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, no, seriously, just. I, I, like, I, as much as I didn't like them back in the day compared to Gran Turismo. I would happily take a new Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer! <laughs> that's how it said, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I know there's a lot of rumors of Microsoft picking up Ubisoft or picking up Sega. Um, it's possible. I don't see it happening. Um, I think Ubisoft is just too big of a publisher with a lot of development studios under its belt. Um, let's face well, it, Ubisoft, had... I think, has like 5,000 employees, uh, if Did not Ubisoft more. Did Ubisoft just recently fight to try not be bought by another company? By Vivendi Universal. They yeah. had a big struggle there, yeah. Um, but I just don't see Microsoft buying Ubisoft. That, that that buying Ubisoft for them would just be, uh, in my opinion, if Microsoft buys Ubisoft, I think it puts them in the crosshairs of the government. <laughs> um, it's not uh, obviously a monopoly, but it's to the point where it's going to get eyes on them that they probably don't want on them. Um, mm. And I think buying Ubisoft will be more of a backlash for them than a positive from the industry, in my personal opinion. Um, but, you know, there's obviously been talks for a while of Microsoft buying Sega. Uh, that would be interesting because Sega is a Japanese company. Um, they have antitrust laws, so I don't see how Microsoft will be able to buy them. Um, 
I don't think it's going to be a plan. Sorry, I'm going to jump in again here, but with Sega, I feel like I it's, it's possible, but not as a purchase, but as mainly as an exclusivity deal. Um, mm-hmm. Like, remember the first Xbox, a load of Xbox games came out uh, exclusively. A lot of Sega games came out exclusively to Xbox because of a licensing deal they had to make because of contractual reasons because of stuff that happened before the Xbox came out. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm going to bring this up here. I saw, a, I can't remember what all the games, but one of the games still makes me laugh. I saw a list of um, Microsoft promoting exclusive titles for next year. And mm-hmm. you want to know one of the titles they promoted as one of the, the hot exclusives of 2021? What was it? Yakuza Collection. Yeah. <laughs> like, technically, I guess you're right. It's exclusive for 2021. But it's also the same collection that came out on PS4. Well, I think it's more of a, hey, the Yakuza Collection is now on Game Pass. You know? Yeah, I just find it funny that it's like they can promote something that's been out for years on another console as exclusive because of Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know Microsoft is looking to purchase more games they've or more studios. They've said they're, they're not looking to purchase studios on the scale of Bethesda. So, to me, you know... Sega and Ubisoft are a Bethesda scale. Uh, obviously not in the scope of the games that they make, but in the recognition and what the studio is. Um, they're just too big. So, we'll see. Uh, as far as Google and Amazon goes, um, obviously they both have infinite pockets, just like Microsoft does. Um Studio and Luna haven't exactly been the big breakout things that both of those companies wanted them to be. Um, Luna is obviously still in beta, um, but Stadia has been out. And I know Microsoft and Sony were both scared to a degree of it. And now that they've seen the numbers it's doing, they don't really give a shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, they both have their own, in a way, streaming stuff. You know, PlayStation has PlayStation Now. Xbox has Game Pass, though it's not necessarily streaming, you know, they're still able to get whatever, how many certain amount of games they want for a certain amount of subscription fees. Um, Can I add to that? Um, Project X Cloud is a streaming service that Microsoft does um, mm -hmm. and is included in your Game Pass subscription and any Game Pass game is included to uh, X Cloud. So you can stream Mm -hmm. your um, your, uh, what you call it? Your uh, Game Pass games. Yeah, see, there you go. And clearly, they're doing it better. <laughs> so far, at least. Um, but yeah, uh, I see when it comes to Sony, though, acquiring Bluepoint, I guess, makes sense for them. It's an easy grab. They already have a great relationship with them. Um, but I always see Sony as a studio that builds from the ground up and then expands rather than buying a studio and just, Hey, work for us now. Um, yeah. So it's hard for me to say what studios Sony would be looking to buy outside of the studios that are constantly working with them and have a great relationship with them. You know, they bought insomnia games because they have a phenomenal relationship with insomnia games, you know, 
for the longest time, ever since the PS1, they've had a great relationship with them. Um, so the purchase made sense for them. Um, so Blue Point makes sense. But if I look at other studios, I, I just don't see what they would go after that they really need. Because right now, Sony's first party is killing it on every front. Um, they don't really need anything to, to bolster their first party lineup. In my opinion, at least. Maybe if you're looking for JRPGs, then yeah, you might need something. Um, but what would it be, is the question. So, yeah, I see Sony more going after licenses and getting exclusive deals of those licenses. Uh, much like Spider-Man, for example. Um for those, yeah, Sony, yeah, it's Sony Pictures and Sony Games Division. They're very different. They might have Sony in the name, but they don't really talk to each other that way. Um, so yeah, I see Sony going more for licenses, and we've talked about you know Silent Hill being exclusive to PlayStation. Um, the rumored Metal Gear Solid remake from Blue Point Games uh, being exclusive to PlayStation. Um, I see Sony doing more of that stuff, getting those exclusive deals. Like, even Final Fantasy VII Remake, though not exclusive fully just for a year, I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming out here on PC and Xbox this year, uh, part one at least. Um, it was exclusive for a year, and it did great numbers for them. I see Sony going exclusive that way rather than studio exclusive. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Any final thoughts on this? Nah, you make valid points. Imagine if they go for Capcom. Because out of all the studios, I feel like Capcom is one of the ones they would go for. If they could, because <laughs> they can't, because antitrust laws. But yeah. Sony helped Capcom so much with Last Gen, especially with Street Fighter funding that. Because um, mm-hmm. there's not many horror games made by Sony. It'd be quite cool if Sony went for Capcom so they could have a fighting slash horror company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they, they have these, you know, they, they can always rely on Japanese companies because obviously Microsoft is nothing in Japan. Uh, they sell like 30 units of Xbox in Japan every month. Um, and seeing how sales are going now, with especially in the Japanese market where even Sony is struggling heavily, um, Japan is just a different market now. You know, they're constantly on the move, handhelds, mobile stuff, that's their thing. That's why the Switch is successful. And the PlayStation 5 hasn't been. Um, of course, the PlayStation 5 is still very early um, in its life cycle. So, but we see these numbers changing. But they've always had a phenomenal relationship with Japanese studios. Um, and, you know, Resident Evil 8, we just talked about it. Resident Evil 8, Sony is going to have that showcase live on PSN as well. Uh, so you can watch it straight from your PSN. Um, if you if you choose to do that so obviously that's some sort of deal that they have with them um whether it's dlc or whatever um it's small things that that sony goes for that they build that reputation with these studios that way yeah so capcom would be great i've always said capcom would be a great grab for them uh but capcom is one of those studios where they create games that sony can kind of already make that on their own um, to me, I always saw Square Enix as being the studio to go after for Sony. 
to bolster that JRPG goodness, those RPGs that Sony isn't obviously making. They haven't made an RPG since the PS1 with uh, Legend of Dragoon. So having that would would be so. Yeah. Um. Anything else that you guys have seen to talk about? Not really. <laughs> I almost I mean, don't want to bring it up. What were you gonna say, Ben? I mean, the thing I want to talk about really only affects me and a few people that maybe listen to the podcast, but only a handful. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Um. Because of the resurgence of uh, COVID in Japan, uh, Fantasy 14 was actually going to have a 14-hour live event February 5th, uh, February 6th for me in the UK. Uh, I think it's like 5.30 p.m. PST. Um, what they do with the live event is they have like loads of different guests on and Yoshi P gets drunk and whoever he issues normally for the 14-hour live stream. Like that's where we got like some of the events come back because level f- like last time for, they had the level five developer uh, who made Yokai Watch come on the stream, and he's actually right. uh, a five C fourteen player. But after about an hour, Yoshi P was like really, not completely drunk, but you know, like, like in he, Yoshi P comes to like a friendly drunk, like he basically like just like agrees to anything when he gets too drunk, and level five <laughs> developers like. Yo, can we bring back the Yokai Watch event? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um, so, but anyway, because they have a live audience normally, they've decided to cancel the 14-hour live stream because they, yeah, I think they probably agreed that it's probably not the same about all the guests and stuff like that. Um, but there will still be the announcement live lair, um, which will still be February 5th. So if you're excited for all the secret, top secret announcements that everyone already knows because everyone knows the whole reason for this announcement stream, get ready for February 5th where we'll get the top secret, not an expansion, obviously, announcement stream. Very nice. So, yeah. It's clearly not an expansion. Wink, (laughs) wink. (laughs) Clearly not. (laughs) Where else can they go? (laughs) <laughs> do you think we'll finally get the ps5 announcement for that game oh yeah easily this year yeah i, I think it's so. going to be during that live stream um no. like a because... full-on ps5 release or just like an update for the ps5 full-on ps5 release because chances are they'll re- announce it and the fo- it'll come with the um expansion good I hope so. Because even if you don't buy the expansion, you still have to download most of the assets. Because, you know, in case you find someone that has the gear, you know, walking around yeah. in the world. Yeah. So what they'll probably do is they'll have like a free download for the PS5 update, which will come out at the same time as the expansion. And then, of course, you'll have the new expansion, which will be what? PS4, PS5, PC, and maybe Xbox? Xbox, yeah, I've been hearing talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see, ga- Game Pass Day One. I mean, they teased it first. <laughs> I, I will say, it's, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've said that. I've told 
uh, Brian from Work to Game this in one of his comments. Um, he's like, he made a video recently about, because it's a 5C14 content creator, go check out Work to Game. Uh, he's talking about um, there's been rumors about 5C14 on Xbox for a while now and Game Pass. I'm like, look, if it comes on Game Pass, because of the way it works, um, I expect maybe up to the last expansion will be included on Game Pass. Like, mm -hmm. Like up to Stormblood, because they won't want to give the full game away on the on the on the uh, Game Pass, because that'll piss off. That'll piss off so many people. That will piss off so many people. <laughs> um, because then you would have to have a Game Pass sub and a X. Uh, what's good? A Fantasy Fourteen sub just to play the game. Because yeah. you need game. You you lose your access to the game if you cancel your Game Pass. So. I, I can see them including it as like a bonus though perk where you don't need like you know how like Sony is giving away games for free sometimes. Yeah. I I feel like Stormblood will eventually be given away for free as a as a gift. I don't think Shadowbringers. I feel like even though it's been only it's been two years, I still feel like that's too soon for them to give it away. Um because they normally include the previous expansion with the new expansion. Well you get everything with the new expansion, shall we say. Which Again, I'm saying new expansion, but technically it hasn't been announced yet, but we all know it's being announced. Everyone knows it's getting announced. <laughs> Clearly it's getting announced because, yeah. Uh, but who knows? It might not be announced. We don't know. Technically. <laughs> <sighs> Alrighty. Well, like I said, there's one more thing I want to talk about, but I almost don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, but I think I should because the info I know of and have goes back to the acquisition thing. Um, but this week, uh, CD Projekt Red released an apology video oh. of for Cyberpunk 2077, um, which starts off just fine, taking responsibility, apologizing for the release of the game and everything that happened, and then they screwed it up by making excuses. <laughs> He looked like um, a robot the entire video. He really did. So it was the 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 co-founder of the studio doing the video. Um and the big thing that got me here, which pissed me off so bad that the first time I watched it, I turned it off after that. I had to watch it again a second time to get through the whole thing. But when he said that their studio and their testers didn't find the issues that players found. It's it's straight up lie. There's That's absolutely lie. no yeah. way that they could not see the issues that were being reported because pretty much everybody who was playing that game was having the same issues. It's not like an isolated issue where, you know, a thousand people have. This was like everybody was having these issues. So telling me that your testers and the guys making the game didn't see these issues, it's a lie. Um, like how many people is on that team? Now, how many Over five hundred people. <laughs> how many people in the world play video games? And you telling me your people couldn't find this, and <laughs> millions of people around the world has this problem. What? Like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, um, I, to be honest, I can understand with the guy a little bit if he had worded it slightly different. Um, because yeah, there were yeah. Normal games, at least, there will be bugs that 
that the QA testers won't catch just because there's only a human amount of human hours you can put into testing the game. Yeah. Versus how many millions of people will purchase the game. There's so many millions of people that more bugs will chance will be spotted because, you know, more people playing it, therefore more chances for this um, to happen. Like, and but at the same this so if they'd worded it better like if they'd worded it like we might have found some of these bugs but before release we weren't able to fix it in time i feel like yes or i've worded about that's how i just said it but the fact that there's more there's more people playing the game than there could be testers so mm -hmm. there will be some things that slip through the net and they apologize but not be like nah no, I didn't, we didn't see any of them. The, the game was None fine when we released it. <laughs> yeah. There was no bugs at all. <laughs> I didn't like um, the joke someone made on Twitter, though, saying that they, they should have just rebranded it as the Matrix game and had the bugs be part of a, the game. <laughs> <laughs> just at the end, he, he unhooks himself. He's like, oh, shit. It's, it's actually the, the next game to the Matrix universe. <laughs> yeah, it's Keanu Reeves. Neo was in there. Oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, so it was a five-minute video, and they kind of outlined the future plans and stuff, um, the roadmap, and it was single-handedly probably the worst roadmap I've ever seen, ever presented, because all it was was the year, and then 2022, and then in random places on this roadmap, they just had patch, patch, DLC, next-gen release, with no window at all, just the year. <laughs> and I was like, "What's this roadmap? Like, so you're telling us it's coming, but you're not. You don't know when any of this stuff is going to happen." Um, and you know, I'm I'm going to just say it right now. I'll go on record saying that the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions are not going to come out this year. If they nope. do, they're going to release to the same broken mess yeah. that we have now. Um, yeah. Maybe not to the same extent, but it's going to be broken. I'm mm -hmm. going to add to this that we're going to get The Witcher free version on ps5 and xbox before we get <laughs> cyberpunk because the witcher free um port is being done by a completely different company yes it is so we're gonna get witcher free i want to say summer we'll get witcher free uh, ps5 and xbox way before we get cyberpunk mm -hmm. because chances are so even if they let's just say they do find out they do get released this year it's probably going to be november so yeah, because now on, on the roadmap they said late 2021. Yeah. Like I was under the impression the way they talked about that version, I was like expecting springtime. Yeah. At the latest, that's it. Like it won't go past spring. Like April, yeah. probably was what I was thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> end of October, early November time. The. the that's what they're saying now, but I I don't even think that's going to happen. I oh, really no, don't. It's probably going to get delayed. <laughs> I, I who was the. Damn it, the, the guy who works with Bloomberg now. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I was, I was actually just going to get into that. Okay, um, I'll let you. Uh, so people have been waiting for him to do this piece because they knew it was going to come eventually. Uh, Jason Schreier uh, wrote for Bloomberg about what was going on in the studio uh, with CD Projekt Red, um, which is pretty much all the stuff I told you guys back in November before the game even came out. Um, but yeah. Developers were telling everybody that the game was not going to be ready. They need to delay it. Uh, they obviously didn't delay it. Um, the E3 demo that they showed off 
was completely fake. I won't even say that it's fake because somebody was playing it, but it was literally only designed for that specific thing. Like nothing else could be done in that in that demo. Um, it was isolated to that because I know people went in and they watched people play it behind closed doors at E3. Um, so saying it was fake is not necessarily true. It was fake in the sense of the game wasn't built at all. They only built this one thing for people to to see. Um, so yeah, uh, the Boomerang report, he goes on and he talks about a lot of stuff in there. Um, like I said, most of the stuff I already talked about. Uh, but Ben, is there something specific from, from his report that you want to say? Oh, no, I just remember reading um, that the developers were asking for a delay and the developers actually thought the game was going to be 2022. Mm-hmm. They didn't think it'd be released before 2022 because they didn't really start properly until, what, 2017, I think he said? They started, like, developing in 2016, but 2016, they didn't really yep. they didn't really start properly until, like, 2017. Mm-hmm. You know? They started, like, pre-planning in 2015, 2016, and then coding and stuff like that was 2017, which means the game only had three years, which is not much time now. Yeah, three years sounds like a lot of time to me and you. Um, but well, it's enough time for... Ubisoft, because they can get like 5,000 people working on Assassin's yeah. Creed and get it done in three years. <laughs> now, the difference you know? is that they've already got the um, they've already got the pattern of making that. It's not like Cyber uh, CD Projekt Red have made a, uh, what you call a cyberpunk game before. Ubisoft have made those games before, so they can kind yeah. of, they know what they're doing. They've, they've, they've done it before. Um, yeah. I'm not saying the games are the same or they use the same assets, it's just that they They've got the engine made. They they don't have to do anything like that. Everything's done. Um, mm-hmm. And so three years is fine for them because they've got the experience in that field. CD Projekt Red were literally telling people, ah, oh, we can do it. You know why? Because we made The Witcher. Whoa. Well, they keep using the, the, the head of the departments kept <laughs> using The Witcher 3 as an example. Like, look what we did. We can do this. No, you couldn't do it. Completely different games, man. Yeah. Completely different games. You know what? Look uh, at me. I can go make this amazing meal, which means I can also make, you know, cars. Yeah, there's a complete <laughs> difference of having an open wilderness of just trees and shit in a cottage yeah. that you can run around and kill stuff in, compared to a giant metropolis city where cars, pedestrians, cops, all this shit is going on. Completely different thing. Not even, not even Rockstar can do it. You know, you look at GTA Five. Yeah, it has a big city, but ninety percent of that city is a fucking desert. <laughs> if you look at the map, even they know what they're doing there. Um. So yeah, um, it, it was just a big mess. Uh, they clearly didn't listen to the people working on the game because the heads in in that five minute apology video, you know he does take responsibility along with the studio heads of what happened. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring this up besides the point that I wanted to just hate on it some more, cause it deserves it in my opinion, at least the, the, the head of the studio deserve it. Um, the reason I bring this up is besides the class action lawsuit that's already been filed in Poland, um, 
the Polish government is also apparently planning to keep CD Projekt Red to their word. And they outlined, if you remember on the Twitter post, when these patches are going to come. You know, December, two patches in January, and then two patches in February. And by February, the game should be fixed, is essentially what they said. Well, especially (laughs) considering the fact that I remember the fact that the Polish government gave them seven million towards the game. Um, And that's the thing with with a lot of European countries, they have these laws. Uh, Even Canada has this law where they kind of just won't let creative studios go out of business. They will be funded by the government for any losses that they suffer. This is why in Germany, Uwe Ball, the worst movie maker in the history of movie makers, continued to make movies because the government kept giving him money, even though they were all failures. Um, They are no longer doing that. and This is why you haven't seen a movie from him for a long time. Germany doesn't have that law anymore, but Poland still does. So for those who think CD Projekt Red is going to shut down because of this, they're not. The government will keep them afloat um, by this law. They will. But they are also saying they're going to hold them accountable for it. If they do not release these patches that are supposedly going to fix the game by the end of February, they will be fined heavily by the government. Um, This is also going to get even uglier for them. Because from what I'm hearing, uh, and you'll probably start seeing some of this news leaking out little by little, is that the shareholders of CD Projekt Red, because of the disastrous launch, uh, because they lost a lot of money in the billions, they've lost in the billions of dollars in money on the disaster of this launch, that they are looking to sh- to, to sell CD Projekt Red. Um, so some of these acquisition talks you're hearing about could potentially come to CD Projekt, uh, which before The Witcher released was an untouchable company. This company was worth more, from what I remember, was worth more than EA at one point. Um, now, not so much. So, CD Projekt could be up for sale. Maybe behind closed doors, but don't be surprised if you hear it. I'm not saying that you will be acquired, but don't be surprised if you see it happening. Um, so, yeah. Any other thoughts? Alfonso, you've been quiet. <sighs> they can kick rocks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I saw that, that, that video, that apology video. I was like, that's some fucking assholes. I'm sorry. I, I like... This here and that, just seeing that, I don't want to support their cause and game the PS5 version when it comes out. I don't. I really don't. And part of me feels like I'm not going to when it first comes out, but I know eventually I'm going to get it. But yeah, they they could get rocks. I, I don't care about them. I don't. That's some bullshit that gamers waited this long for this game and we have to go through this nonsense. And to give up Paji like this, not knowing what you're what what's happening is true, yeah. That's an L in my book. So <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, like I said, I think building the reputation back up is gonna be the worst part for them. Um 
because they had built up so much faith and reputation. Mm -hmm. And people always tell you, like, even in sports, in any entertainment industry, like, if you lose the faith of your fans and your followers and the people who actually give a shit about you, that could be the end of your career easily. It just takes one mistake. They're all say to tell you that. Um, and to build that back up is damn near impossible. You can do it the first time because you don't have anything really negative going on. You know, it's just solely building it up. But once you have something this negative and this bad, to recover from that is damn near impossible in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. And we saw this in the video game industry. You know, Core. You remember Core? Great as a Tomb Raider? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> they were on a high. They're on the highest high you can get. And then they released Tomb Raider, Angel of Darkness on the PS2. And they skyrocketed right down. And they never built back up after that. That was the end of them. So it just takes one for, for a lot of these studios. Um, Rare. What happened to Rare? Same thing, you know. It's it's just it's one of those things. You can't break the relationship you built with the fans because they're keeping you in business. The consumer is keeping you in business. And I think this is going to be one of those cases where you know everybody always says like, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Situations, you know how they always say, oh, if you don't like Star Wars Battlefront two, then don't buy it. You, you know, you tell the studio what you want by your wallet. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be one of those cases where that actually comes to fruition. So. Yeah, yeah that uh, apology video reminded me of. I, I think it was worse, actually. It reminded me of the parody apology videos on South Park. You know, when BP <laughs> were trying to apologize, like, we're sorry. At least there was some emotion in that versus this guy who's just like. We didn't do anything wrong. But yeah, he, he truly believes that they did nothing wrong. That's the problem. He honestly believes it. You know, you can bring Sony into this too when they had the big hack back in the day. You know, when they did that apology video, you can tell they were sincere yeah. about it. And you saw how they went into the next phase with the protection plans that they had and yeah. all the stuff that they were planning to do. Something like that, for a smaller company, that was the end of them. Um, people thought it was the end of Sony for a while there, but they were able to build that relationship back up. You know? But it's one of those things where they failed the consumer, they failed their fans. And it's hard to come back from that. So we'll see what happens with them. I honestly, I personally believe that the heads of the studio should resign. Um, New leadership definitely needs to take over at CD Projekt Red because if they're going to take this responsibility, which they should, and the fact that they forced that he even says in this apology video that they essentially told them to continue to do what they're doing, you know, just ignore the bugs and whatever and just get the game out there, they should resign. You know, your game was pulled from the PlayStation Store. The first game I've ever seen pulled from the PlayStation Store because it was not functioning properly. With all the refunds 
requests that they were getting. It's never happened before. It's even some of the worst games, Black Tiger, didn't even get pulled. If you remember that game. Jesus. <laughs> Avengers didn't get pulled. People complained the shit about that. They Even the CD Projekt Red guys even made a statement. Like, oh, how come this game didn't get pulled? Just as bad. No, the difference is their game was had bugs and glitches, but it was functioning. You can still get from beginning, middle, and end. And get yeah. through it just fine. Your game, no. Your game, I lose my save file if I have too much shit in my inventory. <laughs> That's game-breaking. There's no coming back from that. So, yeah. Um, I think that's it. I have nothing else. If you guys have nothing else, shout-outs? Nope. Alfonso, shout-outs and where can people reach you? Shout-out to you, Ben. Shout-out to you, Gary. Like always, I'm blessed and grateful you have me on each and every week. Um, to listeners, continue to follow them, continue to read the articles, because they are great at what they do. Um, still early in 2021, but I need new games. I need new PS5 games, because lately it's been a lot of PS4 games, and there's nothing wrong with that, but new console, I need new games, because I need to see the power of this console hold. Can't really... Say that with Spider-Man Miles Morales because that wasn't a full game and it's kind of based on the original one, so can't really use that. But yeah, I want new games. Um, well, new PS5 games. You can follow me on Twitter at AliShan7. Sweet sauce, Ben. I'd like to shout out to Gary for hosting today. Thank you so much because I'm busy fishing. Um, a shout out to Alfonso as always thank you as always for joining and shout out to everyone that listens uh, you can follow me on Twitter MG underscore Chili or go check out Moogle Go Around Radio on twitch.tv odd stuff uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagosh that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H shout out to you guys as always thanks for having me on uh, thanks for having me host Ben it's always a pleasure shout out to Yo, Tim, Chris, Ben, everybody, shout out to the listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm done. My throat hurts. I'm going to rest for five <laughs> minutes before we continue on with something else. <laughs> Which will be out don't before take this. It, yeah, don't, don't, don't take it sexually now, Alfonso. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not why my throat hurts. Uh, I can't. But it could. We never know. Uh, Thanks for listening. Ben will bye. see you through his window. But don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. He'll be watching. The same for the sexy beast without a shirt fishing. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs>